0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes alike. I am the West Virginia woman, Robin Holstein of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a good night's sleep at a fair rate, plus breakfast. I've been keeping house since I was 17 years old, balancing the budget and paying the bills as an Army wife on the salary of a PFC stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, and as a single mother of two back home in West Virginia. Things have changed a lot since then, but I haven't forgotten what it was like. This podcast looks at society and cultural issues affecting families in West Virginia and in the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go round the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Yeah, let's see if we can get this <clears throat> done today. Good evening. It's actually not morning. It's evening. I am late getting this out. It's Thursday evening. I didn't get one out on Tuesday. Apologize for that. It's been a week. hopefully you're hearing me okay I uh, am in the living room or no I'm in the I'm in the breakfast room my husband's in the living room I try not to be too loud he's watching TV not that he'd get upset or anything It just would be rude so let's see Um, this by chance happens to be episode 20 can you believe it 20 of the Holstein House Podcast, um, premiering on the Fountain Network. If you found me on Fountain, I hope you will boost and clip and share with all your friends and followers. If you find some value in what I'm sharing with you today, I hope you will give value in return. And I do want to say I'm still having issues with the app on my phone. And maybe it's just me i i I can't get logged in uh anywhere except my phone it it just absolutely it doesn't want to let me log in anywhere but i'm missing notifications and i'm not seeing boosts and comments proper properly i have reported it a couple times now and i've received notification that there are fixes in the work Um, they told me a couple days ago that it would probably be next week which is the week before the last week of December 2022 so we'll see I apologize so if I miss your um, boosts or comments or anything I I, honestly I apologize I just I'm not seeing them I'm having to go into um, the fountain.fm from a um, browser and go to the podcast and look and see if there's anything there I can't use the app on my phone well I can use it but I can't I can't get to it just is a nightmare to use it right now because I'm getting all those errors so I'm not ignoring you I'm just not seeing the information so if you've commented or something and you feel like I haven't seen it you know, check the show notes and look up one of the other social media platforms and send me a note that way. It'll probably work better. This is the Thursday before Christmas 2022. It's December the 22nd, so it's (laughs) 12-22-2022. And everybody's talking about Christmas stuff, so I thought I would, too. Um... A lot of people are going over their Christmas traditions at my age I've I've really rotated through so many Christmas traditions it's it's not even funny you know there were traditions when my grandparents were living there were traditions when my parents were living after my grandparents passed there were traditions um, well mom's only been gone a few years but uh, there were traditions when I was married and my children were at home I mean it just continues to change the primary tradition is dinner you know there's always a Christmas dinner but um, you know one of the things I just talk a little bit about a memory as a child I have memories of massive numbers of presents under the tree I would keep my pajamas on until noon or later the pajamas that I would wear were just these horrible zip up footed pajamas or footie pajamas, depending on how you um, your your regional area called them. I always said footie, footie pajamas. and they zipped up. there were like one piece, well, eh, not always, some of them were two piece, like pants and a top. But the ones that were really a nightmare were polyester they zipped up there were one big piece like almost like a union suit except there was no flap in the back and they had these plastic soles on the bottom of the th- of the th- foot part and that always sweated my feet it drove me crazy because it, I, my feet would then get cold walking through the house because they were sweating and then the floor was cold and they had elastic around the ankle and the elastic would cut m- would, would pinch my skin and leave a a mark, I say cut into, but I mean there was no blood, I don't mean that, but it would always leave a a place because it would always be too tight around my ankles. And the house I grew up in, um, it actually started out as a garage back in the 1940s with an office upstairs. But by the 1960s, it was converted into a small two-story house. And the first level floor was oak uh, boards installed over a concrete slab and there was no no plastic sheeting to put under it and the cold would, would just kind of wick up from that floor uh, from the concrete up through that oak floor and <laughs> through my, my feet it was terrible it was always cold to walk on that floor and then I don't know. At some point in the 70s, they put down an avocado green plush carpet. It, that was just—you y- thought it was better because it wasn't on that cold floor. But then you had static, <laughs> so you walk through on those f- footed pajamas with plastic on the soles, and you get staticked up. And you touch somebody and zap the crap out of them. I—I I can't tell you what the exact square footage of the house is, um, but based on well, my best guess I think it's about a, a thousand square foot per floor. Um, the upstairs was eventually made into a two bedroom and downstairs was a really tiny living room, itty bitty kitchen area which was barely big enough for stove and refrigerator and a table and the bathroom and in the bathroom the, the bathtub actually was kind of um, stuck under the stairwell so you the the stairs that went to the upstairs bedroom, the bathtub was, you know, kind of stuck under that stairwell. And then the sink was on the outside wall and the commode was on the other in the kind of in the corner. It just <laughs> it was just so tiny. And the washing machine was on the back porch. It was covered, but it wasn't enclosed. And then when I was about 10, dad added living space to the back of the house. He more than doubled the square footage uh, and enclosed the laundry room area and moved the kitchen to the back and added an upstairs space. It was concrete blocks. uh, And um, let me think. Yeah, it was just uh, this. The walls, the outside walls, were all concrete blocks, and it, he didn't put any insulation in it either. He put <laughs> two befores up, and then put um, paneling on the 2 before's because you know the concrete blocks were insulation enough. He said, <laughs> "Jeez, it was freezing." And he didn't put any heat out there in the in the new section. He didn't put run any heat at all back there. And so, what ended up happening was that. Um, Mom used the cook stove to heat the back half of the house. It was awful. I mean, when I looked back, it was awful at the time. I didn't think anything about it. So there was only one actual uh, heat source, and it was an open flame gas stove. And it was actually located in the bathroom, which was in the center of the house, technically. But that heat didn't travel anywhere. And then at one point he put in, Dad put in a, it wasn't a buck stove, but it was one of those kind of stoves that um, you could burn wood or coal. And it had these metal doors that were really loud, but it didn't have a fan, so it it didn't circulate air. Like some of those buck stove inserts and things, they have a fan so that they blow the heat. You know, blow the air around the stove and then blow the heat out into the room. This didn't have that. But I could remember, oh my gosh. I was about eight years old, I guess, when he put that in there. I'm, I keep trying to think of, I, I relate things to what grade I was in in school. And I think it was about eight when he put that stove in there. And I can remember the suffocating smell of that smoke oh my gosh it, it didn't it didn't matter how hard they worked on that the smoke rolled back into the house and it would go up into my room and it would just choke me to death mom fought with the damper it was just it was a nightmare it was an absolute nightmare but dad oh my gosh he was so proud of that stove i, I don't know why <laughs> it like to killed me i had a lot of respiratory illnesses looking back I can tell uh, you know I can blame that stove but you know dad never that never crossed his mind you know that that stove was what was causing me to have trouble and it wasn't just like stuffy nose I would get full-blown pneumonia and I'd be in the hospital and it was bad (laughs) it was really bad and even today if I go out there's people who use um, uh, the stoves that burn coal and oh my gosh it just gags me, and just the thought of that just drives me crazy, I mean, I don't want them to stop, that's their business, but, yeah, it's, it's hard on me, but, oh, Christmas mornings, you know, when I'm a kid, I, I was in kid heaven on Christmas morning, you know, I know now that mom and dad had several periods of time when they really struggled um, with money because dad was in the mines, and he was an UMW member, and they would go on strike every, just almost like clockwork every four years and there was a couple times those strikes lasted a long time we were talking months one of them I remember was almost nine months it was crazy and um, but there was always presence I never really felt and even when mom didn't cook much for dinner there was always food on the table and I never stopped to think I didn't have any reason to they never discussed it in front of me that it was because they didn't have much money there were always presents at Christmas There was always gifts for my birthday there were always new clothes for the school year might not have been as many new clothes but there was always new clothes and dad always found work to do because he he could do he went to welding school he went to mechanic school he had trades he he was he was skilled he could plumb do plumbing work he wasn't like a plumber but he could do plumbing work he could do some electrical. He was an electrician. And some of the electrical work he did is pretty scary looking back, but he could do it. And, and he could lay block. I mean, he laid all the concrete block for the back part of the house. I mean, it, it took a long time for him and my grandfather. They did it. I mean, it's a huge addition to the house and they laid all that block he helped my grandfather lay block to build their shop. They had a welding shop and so dad would take welding jobs on the side while he was working for the coal mines and then when they were striking he would weld for you know whoever needed it. Um, he drove a truck I mean like 18-wheeler kind, not pickup. Um, I mean he, he could do all kinds. of. I mean He's still alive. I don't want to say he's not gone, I don't mean to talk in the past tense, but he can do, he used to be able to do all that stuff, and so he always kept money coming in some way or somehow, and people around here that he grew up with, and, and the, their parents, they were crazy about him, he's just had a lot of friends, <laughs> not me, I take after one of my grandfathers who was very antisocial, but Dad was a child of the community, and, and when there were people, you know, he would help people out. He could he could run equipment. So, like, if they needed uh, a ditch dug when, they, when the sewer lines were coming, th- the public sewage was coming through, and people needed lines dug from their homes to the streets, he could do that. He had the equipment to do it, too. But there's not as many people living here that were here when I was young. I don't... And I really haven't cultivated the kind of relationships with my neighbors as I probably should. And I can't do all that stuff. I can't weld and I can't run equipment. I mean, so I can't help people out that way. But yeah, looking back, I know I had a really good childhood. I was happy. I had everything I needed. I had food and clothes and shelter. And Yeah, I struggled with friendships from time to time. But that was just of it so there are no guests coming outside of my son and his girlfriend maybe the weather is supposed to be really crazy Um, I know everybody's talking about it on all the podcasts and all the groups and everybody's talking about oh the weather the weather it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad Eh, it probably is and as I'm sitting here, I'm getting my phone out to check the weather app. We have a wind chill warning from tomorrow morning at 6 through Saturday at noon. A wind advisory from tomorrow afternoon, no, tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. until Saturday. And a winter weather advisory from Friday at 1 o'clock. So, 1 o'clock in the morning till. Noon, winter weather advisory. So we we've got stuff rolling in. Supposed to be getting some rain after one o'clock in the morning. Let me see. But it's but you know it's supposed to be in the 40s until about three o'clock in the morning. Then it starts dropping, and from three to four, we're going to drop about. let me do it this way from 2 a.m. Friday to 4 a.m. Friday we should drop so in a course of two hours we should drop 14 degrees from 44 degrees to 30 then we're gonna drop another 6 from 4 to 5 another five from five to six another four from seven six to seven another three from seven to eight another three from eight to nine in the morning so by noon from we will drop okay in the course of 12 hours from 12 a.m Friday to noon, we're going to go from forty-four degrees to four degrees. So we're going to drop forty degrees in the course of twelve hours, and there's going to be some rain during that time. yay, 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 Wait, where's the um? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me for yawning. So then we're going to go down to about 3 degrees Friday night and be 17 degrees Saturday morning. So it's just going to be terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. What is this? Who is this? Do the upcoming cunning hollow, please test your... Oh. Well, that's crazy. Then one of my dad's... Dad has a tests that he does to check his blood thinner. We do it at, ease at home. And I got a text that said, do it today, but it's too late to do it today. I have to go over there tomorrow because I don't want him coming out in this weather that we're going to get But we're not having any guests. we were going to have dinner. I have a feeling we won't be having. I mean I'll cook but there won't be anybody here. My son's supposed to come in from Virginia. I hope he does not because this weather is not going to be good. We can exchange gifts another time. Wayne and I will open ours. Either way. And my son. He's the only one that lives out of the area. So I can still get the kids with the Grand niece and grandnephew, theirs, and my niece and nephew, theirs, and my dad's. I can take over, it's not a big deal. And I'll go out to the church on Sunday morning and do a service and just will live stream it. because I think I told you that we don't have a pastor right now, and I am filling in. will go over on sunday i won't do a a christmas eve service that's we didn't do those anyway Uh, we did we had a sister church that did that and we would go there and then easter they would come over to our church but some of that's changing too so bob and betty white our dogs are going to get some pumpkin cookies for christmas i gotta make those bob has some food allergies so he can't have poultry i think i've shared that with you before and so I'll just make them some pumpkin cookies I need to start another round of sprouts I think I told you that last time I think I'm repeating several things I'm sorry if I am (laughs) oh look I don't know where I'm at in this this is probably going to be a short one tonight Um, so I just wanna say this is this is the um the nineteenth episode. No wait a minute. Oh, no, it's the twentieth. And this is the twentieth and I just say it was the twentieth? It's the twentieth. Yeah, it's the twentieth. Uh, uh episode and um if you found me on fountain I hope you'll boost and clip. Um, I don't usually say a whole lot of anything that's worth clipping though. But don't forget, if I bring you value, I hope you bring me some value. I know this, There's not a whole lot that I've said so far that's <laughs> all that exciting, and that's okay. Uh, you Frost did um, did comment. Uh, you know, I was telling you last time that I I was participating in this webinar and it was just this hard sell craziness, and I really didn't appreciate it. And I didn't name the um, the person because I get the feeling that they're kind of well uh, known and liked. In the self-reliance world, and I just you know, you just don't get along with everybody, and I just didn't appreciate that hard sell. You Frostena said it sounded like I fell into a timeshare pitch, and yeah, it, it 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 kind of felt that way, because several years ago Wayne and I agreed to one of those. We went down to um, Florida, but I, what I wanted, I want they they said you know if you listen to our, our pitch, you can have. I think it was three laps at one of the NASCAR tracks at the Richard Petty NASCAR tracks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm so in. So we put up, with, we went down. It was at, um, the timeshare was supposed to be on some Disney property. So you were technically inside the Disney um, property, but you weren't at the Magic Kingdom. You would get a shuttle or whatever and close to one of the golf courses or something. Really beautiful places. It was hard to say no, but we actually said no. The salesman was not happy. He was really—he was getting really furious because we didn't fall for it. And uh, I told him, I said, "The only thing I want is the is the ride-along thing." So we've got pictures of us in the in the cars, and we did. We did. I think it was like three laps. It was fun. It was fun. Was it worth it? Yeah, yeah I think it was. I didn't have to pay for the ride-along. Um. But yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like one of those, those hard sell pitches for um, a, a timeshare. Um, you know, I, this is not directly Bitcoin. Um, I want to replace... I've been reading and seeing and hearing about PayPal and some of their business practices. And I kind of want to get away from I, I them. Don't, I don't do that much. Um, I, I have a debit card with them. And I get some cash back with that debit card. Depending on how I use it. And it comes in handy. And um, it delays, you know, instead of being immediately taken out of my checking account, it delays it, about, you know, a couple of days. And then, I you know, every so often I get 10 or $15 back. Um, and it's, since it's a debit card, I don't have like this interest rate I'm paying. But I'd love, love to start using the fold. I've got a fold card. And I've used it a little bit. but And I would really like to start using it more. But the big problem with it is that I have a lot of automatic withdrawals. Automatic, like um, um, our... Um, XM radio it, or Sirius radio is uh, automatically withdrawn using that card so I get it 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 treats it like a credit card when it bills it so I get points back on it so I have all these automatic payments set up using that card and I would have to move them over to the fold card and the fold card has to be um, it's a prepaid but then you get back satoshis so instead of cash I'd be getting satoshis which is fine but I have to preload it with how much I have no idea how much that would be how much I'd have to preload it with and then you know I used I use I have the PayPal set up um, with uh, with some of the things I sell here at Holstein house with some scrubs and uh, jellies and jams and breads and stuff like that so if, if guests buy it they do it through PayPal I could switch that over, really, to Square, but then I'm starting to wonder if Square may be doing some of the stuff, too. Um, you know, I don't want to feed that PayPal beast. I, there's things that they support that I absolutely detest. But, I, You know, I I need to I need to just do it. I really just need to do it it's just one more thing and like I have nothing else to do this is way out somewhere totally different than even that I've decided to study for my ham radio license I know obviously if you're going to take the test you could test at least for the technician I may go ahead for the general too since it's all one event like you you pay your fee and you take whatever test you want to take Instead of going back and getting the general. If I I don't know when they're giving the test locally. Gotta find out that too. Um I mean I I don't know. I'm listening I'm listening to a um, an audiobook uh called Fast Track to Your Technician Class Ham Radio License. I'm gonna have to listen to a quite a bit of it some of it's just kind of common sense to me it's like okay yeah that makes sense and I don't think I have a problem with it I just started the section where they're really talking about math and Millie this and sign and this over that and something else And, and I just math is not my friend math is not my friend it's tough and even in college, and I may have shared this with you before, I struggled. I had to take bonehead college math three times um, before it can, and they, it didn't count until the fourth time. So I took pre whatever and pre whatever and pre whatever. And I, I didn't fail them, but I did just didn't. I mean, I had like a a C. And you really need to be beyond a seat to go to the next uh, class. And I just I really struggled with it and uh, I like to never got it done. So, you know, 2023, let's let 2023 be the year you stay at Holstein House. Really, if you're traveling, you come up this way. Um, we've got a couple fun specials set up for January and February. And, and we're going to add a couple of more s- for our direct book guests. And, and I've told you before, you know, I can't do a whole lot. Well, I could. A- anything that I do extra through Airbnb, they want a bite of. I mean, if I put on Airbnb that I, oh, I don't know. I rent bicycles, let's say. they want a, They want a percentage of that i ain't giving them all that i will i will share the love with them for letting me use their service i mean it's 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 their servers it's their uh collection of funds it's their guarantee you know it's their insurance i'm okay with that but if I'm going to rent bicycles, which I don't, but if I did, I'm not. I don't want to share that with them. They don't have anything in that, so or cake or breads or whatever I I, I have, to, you know, for guests to buy. I'm, I don't want that, to, you know. Uh-uh. And I'm not adding my menu to them. They don't need to know. So. Um, if you're traveling, you come through West Virginia, stop. Plan on stopping. Check. Book the room. You know, I'd love to meet you. I really would. And it's safe. And it's safe in that, you know, I am like most of you. Uh, self-reliant. Um, I don't want to say... An anarchist cuz i'm really not libertarian um, you know i it's i am conservative yes and i'm a christian woman yes but i'm not you know out there left wing off the charts liberal type and I know a lot of you guys are who who come across this are are the more conservative and like well, self reliant and I hate to say prepper. Prepper's getting such a bad <sighs> rap. But yeah, you know, so you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry, you can stay here. But uh, direct book, direct book, and um, you should be able to choose from up to three different specials if they're all running at the same time. You know, choose one, and it'll be great. The specials that I offer are for direct book only. They're not for Airbnb. So, yeah, you can come and stay through and book through Airbnb, which is fine. I have no problem with but some of these specials you're not going to be able to get them uh, I did I tell you that I'm I'm learning to make macchiato? I may have or maybe you didn't hear it Let me tell you about this <laughs> I am I have a small stovetop espresso maker and a handheld milk frother and I am practicing and learning to make macchiato. And macchiato is a lot like a cappuccino except you don't steam the milk, you froth it cold. Well, without steam. Because I do the, the milk has to be warmed up and then you froth it with a handheld whiskey kind of thing. Um, and not a steam, I don't have a steam machine for that. I'm not very good at it yet, I mean the coffee tastes fine, but I can't do those little fancy designs yet, I haven't got that down. So I'm practicing and I'll offer uh, a free um, cup for guests for a little while while I learn and get the hang of it. So at this point I want to read something to you and it is the story from the book of Luke on the birth of Jesus and it goes down through his presentation at the temple. And I want to leave you with this because I am a follower of Christ, I believe in him just like people who follow Buddha or Mohammed believe in their prophet I believe in Jesus I believe he's the Messiah I do. It's just how it is and while people will get all torqued up and say well Jesus was not born in December I know that and most Growing up, Christians know that. And most Christians who are mature understand that. But you know, know, I'm not likening Christ to my pets. I don't mean it that way. But I don't know what day they were born. So we chose their adoption date to celebrate their birthday if you adopt a child from a third world nation or maybe even a second world nation you may not ever see a birth certificate not the kind of birth certificate that we have here or that you know advanced nations have so you may not necessarily know the exact date of that child's birth so you pick a date and you celebrate it and there are people who say we shouldn't celebrate his birthday anyway Because we're not directed to in Scripture. Well, day to day people do a lot of things we're not directed to in Scripture. Pick your battles. I'm not going to fight over this one. I'm okay with using a date in December to recognize that my Messiah was born. And recognize why he was born and to share that good news with other people. I'm okay with that. And so I'm going to read this from the second chapter of Luke, starting at verse 1. The birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. and strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God has pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and that the angel had said to them about the child, and all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God, For all they had heard and seen, it was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem and presented him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required by the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there, and he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for the people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him and Simeon blessed them and he said to Mary the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God but many will oppose him and as a result the deepest thought of many hearts will be revealed and the sword will pierce your soul. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phineel, from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they'd been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was saying to Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who'd been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. And now, as I conclude episode twenty of the Hosting House podcast, I want to share one final round of supporters. HJ has shared eight hundred and fifty sats. You yeah! <laughs> frosten us three thousand one hundred sats as he catches up on his podcasts. Yeah! <laughs> And that guy, 22, shared a (laughs) hundred. Your continued support while I stumble through this is greatly appreciated. We premiered on the Fountain Network. If you found me on Fountain, I hope you will boost, clip, and share with all your friends and followers. And if I gave you value, I hope you'll give me value in return.